This is One in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 59 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning, I am really happy to be speaking with Pastor Steve from Odyssey Church. Good morning, Pastor Steve. Thank you for being on the show. Well, good morning, Eliza. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. More than happy to have you. Um, tell us first, uh, where is Odyssey Church located? Uh, Odyssey Church worships at the, uh, the Ark of Duchess uh, Vocational Center. Uh, on Sunday mornings, which is located at 8 Industry Street uh, in Poughkeepsie, New York. All right. Poughkeepsie, New York. So that's just south of where Anderson's main campus is located. And I know, you know, We've known of Odyssey Church and what you're doing for quite a long time. You Great. know, there's there's a lot of, well, I think there's a lot that goes on as it relates to um, your connection to not just individuals with autism, which is who we serve, but, but the whole population mm-hmm. of people with special needs and developmental disabilities and different abilities. And, and I love that. Anytime that there's a community organization that is prioritizing the inclusion and involvement of everyone in that community, that is, that is what I think brings us all together. So thank you. First and foremost, for what you're doing. Oh, you, oh you're very welcome. It's a, it's a blessing and a joy to be able to be uh, to be in this position to be able to serve the people that we get to serve, uh, folks with disabilities, and as you said, it's uh, people who uh, have all different types of challenges, whether it be cognitive, whether it be emotional, whether it be uh, autistic, being on the spectrum, uh, physical. Uh, Odyssey Church is a church that is welcoming and open for anyone, not only folks with disabilities, but anyone who doesn't feel like they fit in at, quote, a traditional church. Mm -hmm. And I would assume also for people who just want to be a part of what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's exactly right. you know, it, it is, uh, it's quite a different church. It's not your typical church that you would go to with your mom and dad on a Sunday morning, but it is a church that is just filled with love and joy and connection uh, amongst the people who were there and hopefully amongst, uh, amongst the people in their connection with God. That's great. Um, and what, uh, I mean, I th- I'm sure that over the years, um, you've heard stories, read stories, probably had personal people personally tell you stories of their experiences of being, to be blunt, I guess, rejected um, by their families' places of worship when uh, they they tried to bring their child with a with a disability or a different ability to services. I, I myself recently, very recently, was um, with a father relatively locally, not in the Hudson Valley, but but close enough. And he was telling me that for years uh, he and his family had worshipped at a synagogue. They're you know Jewish faith, and they were going to uh-huh. a synagogue for years, and it was where they expected to have all of their children bar bat mitzvah and and to continue the traditions that they'd created there. And um, when their son was diagnosed with autism and had some challenging behaviors, they were literally told to leave. Thankfully, yeah. they found a, a welcoming community nearby, and, and their son uh, was bat mitzvahed in a loving, um, a loving community. Mm-hmm. But they had to change something that was a very big part of their life. So have you heard those stories from, from people who come to the Odyssey Church? And, uh, you know, do people tell you those? It, it, to me, it was such an astounding yeah. moment the first time I heard that, anything like that, that, like, this was supposed to be all about love and um, and community and all of a sudden it's like well if you don't fit in our our box so to speak you just can't be here it was very just it was disheartening well, to me significantly 
Yeah, unfortunately, uh, we've experienced that at Odyssey Church. Unfortunately, we've lived through and walked with people who have gone through that at, at other places of worship. And it is. It's disheartening. It's sad. It, as a pastor, it just makes me scratch my head and, and think about, what well, what is it? What is Sunday morning all about in these other in these other churches? But you know, there are in defense, there are a lot of other places of worship that are not accessible mm-hmm. uh, for folks with disabilities, or uh, and and or uh, they are not willing to accommodate and change what they do uh, to accommodate folks who are uh, a little different and have some special needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've had a, a, there's a, a situation that just happened last year where a, uh, a mother brought their, uh, her small, I guess he was about seven or eight year old child, uh, on the spectrum. And he's very active, can't sit still, roams around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they were told by the church that they were attending that they need to find some place else to worship. Uh, because this is very disruptive, and they really are no longer welcome at mm. that church. And they found out about Odyssey Church, and they came. And the first Sunday there, the mom, during worship, I, I saw the mom in tears, and I just walked down uh, to speak to her during one of the songs that we were singing, and she just reached out, put her arms around me, and she said, Thank you, we finally found a home. And that's, you know, that just warms my heart and gives credence to and faith for me in what we're doing. And uh, as I say, it's just a pleasure and a joy to be able to provide that type of uh, inclusive uh, environment uh, for folks who, unfortunately, are not always welcomed with open arms in, in our places of worship. Yeah. That's a that's a great story, and actually, the thing the thing that stands out to me um, probably the most about that story, although it's it's compelling uh, in in its completion, but is that you walk down to talk to her in the middle of of uh, services. I mean, even just that, even the fact that you're you're obviously of the mindset that um, you know you, you move around and you go and you you spend time yeah. individually with the family. I think these are things outside of even worship. These are things in communities that I always talk about. How how, you know, a lot's changed. I get that. I get that, you know, we are in a different world than we grew up in. People in my generation, people in my parents' generation, you know, and before that, you know, life happens, change happens, much of which is, is interesting and fine and good and some of which has the both the good and the bad. But one thing I just refuse to give up on is that um, <laughs> I think that we still all somewhere know the difference between right and wrong. And and I think that that comes down to me, or for me anyway, to the way we treat people, um, no matter where we are. And uh, so it doesn't have to be, you know, specific to worship or specific to shopping or to specific to age or location. There's still that voice. It's called a conscience. And there's still that mm-hmm. that's in us that let, lets you know that when you're doing the right thing. And I recently was speaking to a group of elementary school students just about disabilities and, and different abilities in general. And I sat there trying to figure out how would I talk about this to first and second graders? And um and I ended up just talking for about 20 minutes to a group of first and second graders about reminding them about the fact that they know 
how to do the right thing and, and how to make people around mm-hmm. them feel good. And they were awesome. Sure. They were awesome. I mean, they, Cause it was, that was, that was what it was all about. And so you can sometimes look at these, um, very, um, specific, uh, situations and say, well, but you can still make that decision to walk down the aisle and talk to that mom. Um, exactly. you know, and, and you, and, and by, by that fact, the people who aren't making the decision to walk down that aisle are making a decision also. Um, That's exactly right. So, so I just I always like to get yeah. on, on my high horse a little bit every once in a while and just say, let's not well, forget I, I, that we can still make decisions. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, and it's it's a pretty simple message. You know, obviously as a Christian, you know, I believe in Jesus Christ, and His message was to love God and to love others. And and you know, it's if you if you do those two things to love God and, and to love others. Uh, you kind of got most of it covered, and uh, it's not very, very hard to, you know, to, to kind of reach out and, and, and love other folks. And that's one thing that I find so intriguing and so amazing about our special needs community is how willing and how open uh, they are to love each other and to care for each other mm-hmm. and to help each other. It's, it's, it's almost like you don't even have to prompt them. It's just something that is so inherent and so pure and so lovely to watch. And that's why for me to be involved and to be, to be leading uh, this church is such a privilege and it's such a, an honor. And as I say, it truly is a, a, a blessing because I learned so much from folks who, who our society uh, would deem less than uh, the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wish more people would be able to really get to know and work with and associate with folks with uh, disabilities, uh, special well, needs. I couldn't uh, agree with you. I, I couldn't agree with you more on that point. Um, we're going to take a short break in a minute or two, but can you can you give us a sense of how many people right now are um, are uh, coming to worship with Odyssey? And also, um, do you see people, is there a retention aspect, meaning maybe a family starts off bringing their child with, um, with different abilities to worship, and then as that child becomes an adult, are they staying? Um, staying with you and are they you know are they sort of bringing their adult selves more independently to uh to worship to services and to be a part of that community because that would be a cool thing if you know if if it was if it was having that kind of impact for people as they right. as they gain independence and maybe are moving on from living with their families right right we we do have uh folks that come with family members and and they continue to come you know obviously as as often as the family member is able to to bring them physically bring them uh eliza we have ministered to i think what, what what's happening is that we minister mostly to adults and to folks who live in group homes mm-hmm. that are sponsored by the various different agencies in dutchess county that provide services okay. for folks with with special needs so again uh, you know we are uh we are reaching out to everyone but that seems to be the core population as well as folks who just enjoy our worship service who are neurotypical if you will. Uh, but that's that's really the core folks that we get are the folks who live in, in the group homes. And on any given Sunday, we'll, we'll range anywhere from, you know, maybe 95, 98 folks to 120, 130. We've been as high as 180 uh, 
folks who attend worship. And again, that's really dependent on you know the direct service providers and how many are able, how many show up on a Sunday morning to care for the folks, and if, if these group homes have enough staff yeah. to to, uh, oh, to bring them. That's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother uh, whole interview. Nother topic, isn't exactly, it, it is uh, one one that we do understand. Pastor Steve, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a really exciting event coming up: the Night to Shine Prom in February, and I want to hear all about how that came to be and what people can expect and how to get involved. So we're going to take a real quick break and we'll be right back with more One in 59. For those diagnosed with autism, the right educational, vocational, and residential programs can optimize their quality of life. At Anderson Center for Autism, we offer all of that and more. We've got programs rooted in evidence-based practices that unlock potential. And we also have a palpable spirit of community that will make you and your loved one with autism feel right at home. Schedule a tour to see for yourself. Call 845-889-4034 or visit andersoncenterforautism.org. Welcome back to One in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and with me is Pastor Steve from Odyssey Church, um, which meets every Sunday at the Ark of Duchess at 8 Industry Street in Poughkeepsie, New York. And Pastor Steve, you and I, I think, just spent the first part of the show sort of talking about how passionately we feel about um, community and love and and quality of life and and, uh, how important it is for people with really any type of uh, different ability um, or challenge to to feel that there's a place for them. And thus, you know, Odyssey Church is here um, Mm -hmm. for folks who want to worship. But there's something else. uh, There's another reason why we're talking today, and that is to promote the Night to Shine the 2020 Night to Shine Prom, which will be held on February 7th of 2020. Um, I know that there's a connection with the church. There's a connection with the Tim Tebow Foundation. Can you talk to Mm -hmm. us and explain what the Night to Shine Prom is and how it came to be? Sure, sure. Well, the Night to Shine Prom is uh, is uh, an evening. It's held the, the Friday before Valentine's Day every year, and it's held all over the world. Uh, and it's sponsored by the Tim Tebow Foundation. Uh, I think some of your listeners might know that Tim Tebow was a, a football player, played in college, won the Heisman Trophy, played professional football, and now I think he's trying to play baseball for the uh, for the New York Mets. But he is it's a very philanthropic organization that supports many many different outreach projects and the night to shine is is a a prom which is geared and aimed specifically for uh differently abled folks who might not have the opportunity in their lifetime to experience a prom Mm -hmm. and the reason that it's held the friday before valentine's day is to tie in with that theme of love and uh, as tim tebow says in god's eyes we are all, irrespective of our abilities or our disabilities, we are all kings and queens in God's eyes. And that's the major theme of the evening. Um, we, we, Odyssey Church has gotten involved. Uh, I was at a meeting uh, two years ago, a Think Differently planning meeting, uh, in Poughkeepsie, and a fellow who was there who has a, uh, a special needs daughter, and uh, he wanted to sponsor one of these Night to Shines in, in our area. And the stipulation with the Tim Tebow Foundation is that it has to be associated with a church. Mm-hmm. And he went around to several different, quote, traditional-type churches asking if they would be willing to 
partner with him, not even not even on a financial basis, but just lend their support and lend their name. And he couldn't find anyone who would be any church who would be able or willing to to do that. And uh, it just so happened that the folks who were running this meeting knew about him and know about Odyssey Church and brought us together. And from that point on, we've been working together very, very closely. His name is Steve, Steve Super, and he's a great guy, and, and his family is totally involved in this, in this endeavor. So that's how, that's how we began. That's how Odyssey Church uh, got, became involved in it. And we had to go through an application process and a criteria, and the Tim Tebow Foundation is very, very discerning as to who they let be part of or host uh, one of these evenings. So we just feel very privileged and very honored to uh, to be a host site for the second year. You need to make application every year to be accepted back. So this is the second year we're going to be having this Night to Shine uh, event prom. And, and and really what it is, it's, it's an opportunity to just lavish love on a group of folks who sometimes get overlooked mm-hmm. uh, in our society and don't feel the love in very real and tangible ways. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, I, I could tell you what we did last year, if that's what you'd like to. Sure. Uh, well, paint us a picture. I mean, how many people is, is there? Is there a cost? Where is it held? Um, okay. You know, is it is it uh, is there an age restriction or, uh-huh. you know, and also for, for folks who may be listening, saying, I want to be a part of this. I want to volunteer. I want to help, okay. you know, all that stuff. And then and then, uh, you know, cover whatever sure. you can, because I'm just listening. I love okay. this stuff. <laughs> OK, uh, so as you mentioned uh, earlier, the event is is going to be held on February 7th mm-hmm. uh, of 2020, and it's going to be held at Mill Creek Catering on Route 376 in Hopewell Junction, New York. Okay. And uh, we we are limited to about 125 kings and queens. And the reason we're limited to 125 kings and queens is because, because each king and each queen gets a buddy, a partner, who will accompany them for the evening and be their, quote, kind of date mm-hmm. for the evening. Mm-hmm. So uh, they'll have someone who they can uh, converse with, relate to, dance with, care for them, help them get food, all those things that would go into uh you know, being a partner with someone for the for the evening, mm-hmm. and the evening starts out with uh, you know the folks arriving to to the catering site, and we have a limousine that is outside, and as they arrive, if they want to, they can take a ride in a limousine to experience what it would be like to be in a limousine mm-hmm. uh, going to a prom, and uh, you know the limousine is donated uh, by wonderful wonderful folks. And we have that there all night. And uh, so they can take a five- or ten-minute ride in the limousine, then they can come in and register. And uh, what they do, or check in, I should say, I'm sorry, Eliza, they would have already registered. Mm -hmm. And then they will be able to go to a station where they will either get a corsage or a boutonniere. Mm. And then we have other stations where we have folks who are shining the gentleman's shoes and other stations where we have uh, women who are doing makeup and touch-ups for the young ladies, the queens that arrive. And then they go upstairs, and we have a, a DJ, and we have dancing, and we have food. And at the end of the evening, 
which is really the part that gets me and and I am so blessed because I get to I get to to actually officiate this everyone every king and every queen gets a tiara and a crown no. so they are all kings and queens of the prom awesome and I have the and I have the opportunity to say a few words uh, about you know why we do this who loves them uh, you know, not only all of us, but 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 God loves them and, and sees them, uh, you know, as beloved children. And uh, then we go on and we continue to dance and, and party the night away. And it's just wonderful. It's open to uh, anyone who's 16 or older. Mm-hmm. And we will have our registration forms uh, online at our at the Odyssey Church website, which is odysseychurch.org. Mm-hmm. And they will also be able to get them from the Think Differently website. Awesome. Okay. Tony Tony Chiaferra and her group have been behind this from day one and have been supporting us and and uh, and and lending a helping hand in any way they can. That's fantastic. Yeah, Tony Sharfella is. She put the two of us together. Also, she's uh, she's yes. a great connector, yes. um, and uh, uh, she's she has said tremendous things about this event about what you're doing. I know the county is really appreciative um, of of all that you do. I would say when we post this interview on Anderson's social media sites and um, on our website, and it also will be a podcast, um, at least on social media. I believe we have the ability to promote the event as well and share at least a link to where people can Wonderful. get the form so um you know but i have a feeling you're going to fill up quick um because it sounds like a great event and um i i just love this i'm going to take a minute just to reiterate some of the key points here so people know where to go so the mm-hmm. night to shine prom is going to be held at mill creek catering uh, at hope in hopewell junction it's going to be on february 7th which is a friday evening uh february 7th 2020 the limo rides sound fantastic. This is open to anybody <laughs> over the age of 16. Um, I love the mm-hmm. buddy uh, system. I think that's wonderful. I actually, I have to say, um, I sort of think that that would be helpful. That would have been helpful for me at prom only because, you know, I, I am a neurotypical person and I went to prom and, you know, it's intimidating for everyone. So, um, however, I, I also want to draw attention to something you did say before and reinforce it for, for those listeners who may not um, be personally connected to somebody uh, with autism or with a a different ability. Um, I hear this all the time, and it's actually one of the reasons why Anderson also... Um, every other year uh, holds a prom on our campus for our older students. Um, And that is because it's a real thing. The idea, Mm -hmm. and and there's a fact that for many people, regardless of age and generation, who never had a chance to attend their school's prom when they were in high school. Um, and sometimes, you know, that might have been because uh, they they could have gone and they chose not to. Some of it might have been because they didn't get asked and it was, you know, a, a feeling of discomfort. Um, for some of these folks, it was a safety issue that they just were not in a place um, because of their, their challenges that they were facing where they were... Um, uh, allowed um, or capable of attending in a in a you know for for various safety reasons you know outside of the the home. This is a real thing, and when we host our prom, the feedback we get from families, usually through tears, is uh-huh. this is one of the many things that I mourned a long time ago, and had mm. to let go of the idea that my child was never going to go to a prom. 
And and when and what always stri- strikes me when they say that is that this isn't the one thing that they had to mourn. This was a series of things that they had to let go of and watch their other children or watch their neighbor's children or their other family members go through these sort of rites of passage that so many of us take for granted. So I just want to reinforce that that yeah. Um, there can't be enough prompts <laughs> there. You know, they're, they're, this is a wonderful opportunity to um, to do something that I think is even beyond getting dressed up and going to a party and having this opportunity. It fills something that many people have thought was just never going to be possible for them. And it provides right. that. So, so I want to thank you um, as a member of your community right. of just for doing this. Um, and is there any final words? We have a couple seconds left that you want to get out okay. there to the listeners. I, I did omit to mention that this is free. Ah, this event is free. There very is no important. Charge, no charge to any of the kings and queens uh, to, to be part of this. They just need to register, and uh, I would recommend to register as soon as possible because the, uh, the, the slots fill up very, very quickly. All right. So that, and, and remember, you can go to odysseychurch.org to get that registration completed, or you can go to the mm-hmm. Think Differently website, um, and let's get the word out, and let's fill the room and have a great Thank time you. on February 7th. Pastor Steve from Odyssey Church, thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you for, for putting on this event. Thank you. Well, thank you so very much. Really appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> My pleasure. This is One in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to One in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week. 